Well, hello, I'm so glad you can be here with us today. Before we get going into this conversation, I want to make it very clear up front that this is not a conversation to listen to with little ears around, that we will be talking about what is going on currently in our public school systems and some of the new things that are being mandated for children to be taught. So sadly, I would say, even though these are things that are being taught and discussed openly in different levels of public school right now, I don't think your children will be wanting to hear this conversation. So save this for a time that you're on your own. I have a wonderful guest here with me today. Her name is Gina Gleason, and Gina has three grown children and has been married for 46 years. And I am so excited to have her here for this topic because she is a mom just like you are a mom. But God called her to a passion in life to speak into what is going on in our world, what current cultural issues are going on in politics and in our nation and even in our state of California. If you are outside of California, this will still be beneficial for you and be helpful for you. Gina is on staff at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. She has been for 16 years and she serves there monitoring all of the current issues that are going on so that she can speak into those so that the church can be actively involved in what is going on politically in our nation. I know that you are going to be so glad to get to hear from Gina today. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Gina, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, this is going to be great. So let's just jump right in. This is so much to talk about in, you know, a 25-minute conversation. I hear a lot about comprehensive sex education and what is going on right now uh, with all of those laws. What exactly does this law require? Let's just start, start there. Yeah, the law was introduced, uh, AB 325, and required, it mandated that our public schools in California teach our children from uh, middle school to high school comprehensive sex education. And when they say comprehensive, they mean comprehensive. It's pretty much anything that has anything to do with sex, whether it's health, whether it's even sex acts, uh, how to get birth control, where to get abortions, you name it. That's what's been brought into our public school system. Well, and it's interesting because I think it is important that children are taught about sex from an early age. We actually had a podcast that we released um, the end of June when we talked about how to create a healthy sexual culture in your home. So I think that's an important thing, but the way it's being done is not what you would say is a healthy way. Absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, when for, for those of us who are older, we remember being in uh, sixth grade, maybe, mm-hmm. and, and being taught biology. You know, this is the, the menstrual period, and this is what happens when you get this age and the changes that you see in your body. This is far from it. And it's actually become very sexually explicit. Mm-hmm. These laws, the, the curriculums, a curricula that have been distributed in our state, are very sexually explicit. And if parents actually knew what was in the curriculum that is being brought into the classroom, they would be appalled. Well, and I think it's important that parents are informed because, 
if you can't make an informed decision about your child, if you don't know what's going on in the first place or what they're being taught. So whether people have children who are currently in a public school mm-hmm. or even private school or homeschooling, because you're going to have friends, your children will be friends with children who are in this the public True. school system mm-hmm. who are being taught these things. So you need to know how to prepare your children for this as well. And as believers, I have friends who are teachers in the public school system and I want to be able to encourage them yeah. and speak truth into them to give them encouragement as they're on this battlefield. So, you know, I, I think that a parent knows everything that they need to teach their child without mm-hmm. putting that child into a public school education course. Mm-hmm. Parents are wise enough to know what's going on with um, sexually transmitted diseases, that there are abortion abortions happening amongst their friends. Uh, parents are well equipped. To have that conversation and parents need to step up and have mm-hmm. that conversation as awkward as it may feel they just need to turn to the lord and ask for help to do that absolutely and if they really need help then they get help from someone that could come along whether it's a family member uh, another teacher that wants to teach sexuality in the right way um but the child does not need a comprehensive sex ed taught by someone who the parent may not even know very well, mm-hmm. who may and not know what their agenda is. That's what I was going to say, because mm-hmm. your worldview is shaped by the people who are teaching you mm-hmm. and giving you an understanding of how to view the world. So what your understanding is with these bills is not creating a biblical worldview. Absolutely not. I mean, I know because not only have I read the law, have I talked to attorneys, have I talked to teachers and school administrators, but I've read the curriculum. Okay, tell us, what what is it? Well, the curriculum curricula that's out there, um, most of it has been written by people who have an agenda. The agenda is to sexualize your children. Mm. Believe it or not, it's that simple. There are people that do not share our worldview when it comes to human sexuality. First, that God created us as um, men and women and that uh, sex, sex should be uh, enjoyed in the bonds of marriage, um, but they're teaching far beyond that. They're teaching kids that they can be sexual creatures, that mm. they have the right to that, that parents will often be the ones to tell a child that they do not have the right to enjoy sex. And their um, view is uh, far, is opposite of the God-defined uh, view of sexuality. So are there things even in the way that in the curriculum that would lead children to not listen to their parents' instruction or direction from what you've seen? Oh, yes. You know, and I've read it in the curriculum, but one thing you need to allow about, need to know about um, sex ed in the public schools is what's in the curriculum isn't the only thing that can be brought into the Mm -hmm. classroom. The teacher has the freedom to bring any outside material into the classroom without parents' knowledge or permission. Mm -hmm. And if a teacher has an agenda that is different from the parents, those things are happening. Mm -hmm. I remember I was very surprised by that when I was teaching. I I taught for three years before I had my son and came home with him. Mm -hmm. And when I was in a classroom, I was in a private school, in a private Christian school, Mm -hmm. and... I was very surprised at the freedom that I had to share what I wanted to share and 
say things in the way I wanted to say them. I taught fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And it wasn't even so much in the freedom that that school should have been giving more restriction. You can only, as an administrator, restrict so much. Of course, teachers are going to say things and they're going to be teaching from their perspective and their worldview. That's all that, that's all we know. We all do. But even more so when I was with fifth, sixth and seventh and eighth grade, Mm -hmm. the questions that they would come and ask me sometimes about, and the things they would tell me Mm -hmm. about their hearts and their lives, I was able, thank God, to share from a biblical perspective wisdom with them. But I don't think that would be coming in all places. Well, I mean, it's not like it doesn't happen. We know because we, I have friends just like you do who, who teach and they have that, that, that wanting to, to give a biblical answer without saying, this is what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they know how to answer the questions. Um, but then again, there are those who do not. They want the kids to have the freedom to enjoy sex. And I'm not talking about heterosexual sex. I'm talking about all kinds, various forms of sex. And it's it's not just traditional vaginal sex. It's everything that you can think of. And they're introducing this to the children. Yes. In the curriculum. In the curriculum. So if a teacher is following the curriculum, then they're going to be teaching these things. And, and it's limited in the curriculum. But what I'm saying is that the teacher, they know of these outside organizations that are providing even more egregious types of information. Mm -hmm. They have access to downloads from the same curricula company that they can bring into the classrooms that the parents would never know about. Mm -hmm. And they're sexually explicit. So you mentioned, you know, middle school and high school earlier. Mm -hmm. Are kids safe until then? until middle school or are there things that you've seen that are earlier that are being introduced that would be red flags already it depends on the school district okay the school district has the option to teach it at fifth grade and sometimes even at younger grades but it's up to the district board the supervisors and and the people who are in charge and i have heard of it being brought into the classroom at very young grades wow so what would you recommend a parent do if you're if your children if for your family, this is this is what you've chosen, and this is you think your only option is to have them in a school where this is this is what they know they're going to be being taught. I will say I will give another plug back to a different podcast about that parents I do believe are equipped to educate their children. Mm-hmm. We did a conversation about this mm-hmm. a while ago. You can go back, and the conversation was you are equipped to educate your child. Absolutely. So go back and listen to that before you say uh-huh. we don't have an option. But if parents really say this is what we have to do, what are yes. proactive roles a parent can take in this specific area of this sex ed that's going on? Okay. And we, we know that there are parents that do have to have their children in the public school system. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so convinced that we have to be talking about this Absolutely. because they really need to know. And then they can make a wise decision. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to California students, we have what's called an opt-out for California uh, middle school and high school students. If they go to our website, realimpact.us, they are going to find a section on our website dedicated to what's going on in the public schools. Mm -hmm. And of course, comprehensive sex ed is covered extensively. And we offered this opt-out form that has been put together by attorneys and people who understand this legislation. Mm -hmm. And parents can opt their children out Wow. The school district may say it's not possible, but they need to insist. They need to use this form, follow our instructions, 
and insist that their child is pulled from that class. Hmm. That's the first thing. And they need to know a little bit about what it is. So if they do go to our website, they're going to get some answers. What is comprehensive? comprehensive sex ed and just some more background information mm-hmm. some examples of the curricula that is is being circulated in california and um i think i probably even have some of the outside organizations that provide extra material uh and i can't think of their names right now but there's a lot of information mm-hmm. there that the parents really should know and i know that during covid when parents saw what was happening in the classroom because their child was home and online uh some parents really decided just to keep their kids home because they they saw what was happening i've heard of some people who had had Mm -hmm. concerns where they didn't realize that was what was going on and you can't know that's such a hard thing and i don't blame parents right no no no. i think there's such a guilt that can be associated Mm -hmm. with that of thinking i should know better but but this is a chance that you can get to know better absolutely and you know it's they're not expected to do all the deep dive uh, research that we do when we're studying legislation Mm -hmm. and we're on conference calls talking about the legislation and all those kinds of things. So we kind of, we take that information and we make it easy for parents to understand provided in, in a way that is just really accessible Mm -hmm. and they can use it however they want to use it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. So what impact do you think all of this is actually having on children and on our culture at large, it just seems like huge. <laughs> it absolutely is. I think that our culture has been changed so that our children are more sexualized than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just the classroom kids that are getting comprehensive sex ed. It's just the media, TV, music, movies, mm-hmm. you name it. Overall, the toys. The toys. You can't even watch Sesame Street or Disney or any of these other programs because they actually have programming for children to say that it's okay to be transgender, Mm -hmm. those types of things. I'm sure you've seen that. And they're very shocking, even to me. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for years, and it's still shocking to me. Blue's Clues, Sesame Street. It's all over the place. Absolutely. And it's so disappointing. So what's going to happen? Our children are going to be confused about their gender other uh, sexuality, who they can marry, uh, whether, you know, whether they're a boy or a girl. And it's, it's epidemic. Such basic. Yeah. And I would say with that too, speaking to that, because it is such an epidemic, even more so, we cannot ignore it. Even if our children are at home with us, even yes. if you are homeschooling your children or I have them in a private school, if you think, well, we're mm-hmm. not doing the public system part, so we don't need to address it in that way. I would argue absolutely you need to be addressing it because if you're not, someone else is. The world wants to get to your kids. And the kids that your kids are playing with. Mm -hmm. You know, don't you remember sitting down in a little circle talking with your friends and, you know, having these conversations about different things? And I'm sure that kids who are learning this stuff because the parents allow it, Mm -hmm. um, they're raising things that your child may have never even heard about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think it can start so basic. It doesn't have to start big and scary when your kids are young with mm-hmm. conversations about, you know, the deep things of these, you know, lies that are being taught. Mm-hmm. But when your kids ask questions, mm-hmm. you need to be brave to answer them as a parent. And they don't need a full, detailed answer of all of the things. Mm-hmm. But when they ask, I mean, when we were at the store and my one of my children asked about, what does LGBTQ mean? Mm-hmm. If I, I could have just slid it under a rug. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a thing that this store says that's kind of funny. 
and gotten along. But it's not true. It's true. It's not true. And if they're if they're old enough to see it and have questions and mm-hmm. see what's going on, I need to speak into that. And it wasn't a conversation for there at the store. Right. And it wasn't a conversation for even in the car with all of the kids with mm-hmm. us because I have youngers all the way up to bigs. Mm-hmm. But it was a private conversation later to say, this is what this means and and teach it from a biblical framework. And that's why parents need to start preparing now. You mm-hmm. know, they may have the younger children, but that question is going to come up probably in every family. Mm-hmm. Because if they are watching Blue's Clues and Disney and, you know, it's, it's easy for a small child to say, Mom, what's what's trans? Mm-hmm. Why does why are two men kissing? Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And it's so subtle too. It I is. think that we have to be wise. Yes. And we have to be so intentional mm-hmm. to be watching what are our children yes. taking in mm-hmm. and what are the messages that they're taking in mm-hmm. and where are they coming from? It's so hard. Um, one thing that's been a wonderful resource that our family came to love during the uh, COVID time was Adventures in Odyssey okay, yeah. and their, their recording. So they have, um, it's all available online and everything. We have a subscription. So make it, we have it on an app that we can listen to Adventures in Odyssey that way. And there's a whole series of ones that they call, that they have that are called the ties that bind. And my son listened to them and then said, mom, you will love these. <laughs> they have so many good things to yeah. talk about. Mm. We should listen to it and t- we should listen to it together so we can talk Aww. about it. But it was, it was wonderful for me to know this is a resource mm. that I, I trust. It's from focus on the family mm-hmm. that I knew I could trust the resource. So I was able to let them listen to it without me feeling like I have to preview every single episode before they hear it. Mm-hmm. Because when things that are on TV, I can't. Right. I don't trust that just because it's on Disney, mm-hmm. it's going to be safe for them. We have to do it together or else we have to choose something right. that we've already listened to as a family and, or watched. You know, parents have to have conversations that I never had when I was growing mm-hmm. up, when I was 8 or 10 years old or 12 years old. My parents didn't have to have those conversations with us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that that was prevalent. Yeah. And now, parents, if they don't learn about this, I think they're jeopardizing jeopardizing the the health of their child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that you have to be bold Mm -hmm. and be brave as a mom because it can feel scary it is but also trust the Lord's direction Mm -hmm. because God is going to make you capable for each and every circumstance Mm -hmm. and that's something that we've my husband and I have talked about that we know we're preparing our children for a different world Mm -hmm. than we were brought up in and that can feel very intimidating because I don't know the world yeah. that they're going to be in. When they hit, I don't know what the world's going to be like when my daughters are in their 30s, you know, and my sons. Mm-hmm. But God does. Right. And God is going to equip me to prepare them for that world. So we have to be seeking the Lord and seeking biblical wisdom in how how we can be protecting our children, one, but also preparing them because both are required. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes... I've heard, oh, you're just sheltering them. But I would argue, no, 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 I'm not sheltering them. I am I am protecting them from what they don't need. Mm-hmm. And I am preparing them Absolutely. for the world that they are going to mm-hmm. be growing in Absolutely. And, and going into. And I believe, too, another place that's given me peace in this is knowing that God chose these children for this time. Absolutely. And God could have chosen mm-hmm. to put my children in a family, you know, hundreds of years ago in a different place in the world, mm-hmm. but he entrusted them to me and my husband to raise. 
And therefore, he will equip us to raise them for such a time as this. Absolutely. They may be the Esters for this upcoming world Mm -hmm. to speak into this depraved culture. Yes. And, you know, the thing about it is we, we have to rest in the Lord. And people ask me all the time, how is it that you do this job? You're always yes. facing bad news or bad leg- legislation or bad issues. And, and it's like, you know, it's just the Lord. I can't explain it any other way. I don't think it's, I mean, I, I read my Bible. I go to church. Uh, I do what I can to, to live a godly life. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, a lot of families are facing the same things that, that your family is facing. But we rest in the Lord. We trust in the Lord no matter what. And that allows us to have the joy mm-hmm. of living on this godly life, of raising our children with joy. Um, but it is possible. But we just have to be informed. Mm-hmm. So what are practical steps that a mom could take or that parents could take to be intentional about this? I think, well, first of all, being in the Word constantly, being involved in your local church, I think those are the two greatest things that you can do. But if you're not grounded in the Word yourself, I, I don't think that you, it's, it's harder to always give that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, if it's just part of who you are, it just makes it a little bit easier. And if you don't know, if you don't have an answer, you, you try trusted resources. Like you mentioned, focus mm-hmm. on the family. That organization is phenomenal. Yes. They have been a blessing for me when my children were younger and they're now grown and mm-hmm. gone um, but they're still around and the, the resources are valuable mm-hmm. there's also a newer resource out for parents dennis prager has mm-hmm. started this prep this organization that is all about educating not only the high school student but the younger oh. children and I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, but I'm really excited. But go take a look at it. And I think that parents will really value the work that they're, put, they're putting out, the messaging, the quality. I mean, just everything about it is just phenomenal. And I've just recently learned about it. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to bring someone out to, to meet them and talk about mm. what they're doing. But I think if you look up Dennis Prager's uh, Prager U, yeah. uh, Prep, P-R-E-P, mm-hmm. uh, Prep.org maybe. I'll link it in the show notes below so people can find it easily because that's a, their, their content is such high quality content that I've pulled many of the, many times I've had Mm -hmm. my 11 year old come with me. Hey, we're going to watch this little video from Prager Mm -hmm. U, but I didn't know that they, I haven't looked into any of their stuff specifically for children yet. It's fairly new and you can find it on YouTube and different places, but yeah, Mm -hmm. phenomenal. That's great. And, um, and I know too, if, if the conversations about how do I even start breaching this with my children feels intimidating, um, focus on the family has, I know you mentioned, but does have wonderful resources specifically to direct even how do you start these conversations and be intentional about them? Yeah. They even have a, um, course, I think it's called passport to purity. purity. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I didn't use it with my kids. My kids were old by the time I found out about it. That one may be from family life. Was it? But it's a, they both they both it's have one of, excellent things. Yeah. Though, but both I've actually there are different families using both, and both okay. are wonderful. Yeah, and I'll link those two so people can find them easily. Right. So you know they're they're great resources. You just mm-hmm. have to find find them. And if you go to Focus on the Family or Family Life or Dennis Prager, mm-hmm. then you start finding out about other resources. But there there's plenty of godly wholesome resources out there. Mm-hmm. And what about involvement like with the school board or your local school district? If you are in the public school system and you want to be a voice to speak into that, how does a mom do that? 
You know, I that is one of the things that I have seen change so much in, in the past few years. And I believe it really be, began when comprehensive sex ed came into the public schools and parents started becoming um, uh, more aware of what was going on and learning that they can make a difference. They didn't, we weren't able to change the law. The law mm-hmm. is in place, but we were able to talk about it amongst one another and um, showing up at school board meetings, following what your school board is teaching, looking at the agenda, um, getting together with like-minded moms and just being determined to to monitor what's going on in the schools. You mm-hmm. don't have to have any special background. Maybe start learning. It always helps to have some background mm-hmm. information, but it's not a requirement to start getting involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting so many calls at the church. Parents want to know what they can do. When you go to our website, we offer resources, videos of uh, past conferences that we've done on comprehensive sex, sex education, and um, just you know get out there and do whatever you can. Um, mm-hmm. When school when school districts have special days coming up, are they doing the LGBT month at the mm-hmm. school? Um, you need to find that out. Then you need to talk to your kids about what this is all about. You just need to step up and and go learn mm-hmm. and be so present. Absolutely. And, yeah. and let your kids see that you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the great things about now that my kids are older and out of the house, they saw me um, yeah. when they were still at home, uh, caring and being involved and talking to them about all these different issues. And, and I just remember that I think what I thought way back then, I'm teaching my kids how to be adults, how to take right. charge, how to think for themselves mm-hmm. and not to be followers. And I think it goes a long way. And, and my kids have turned out just so well. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're also preparing them again, by you caring about what's going on, you're preparing them for the world that they're going into. Exactly. And that they're going to be living and in. And how to parent, mm-hmm. right? You're setting a good example. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really appreciate talking with you because you're a mom who did choose to say these things are important. So I'm going to educate myself on these things mm-hmm. and speak into them because the Lord called you to. So I think that's Absolutely. And it's all about the calling. So when we're called to be parents, just be the best parent we can be, mm-hmm. right? But, um, and, and we all have a calling. Right. And for many years, my calling was to be a stay-at-home mom with my kids. And then I got called into this ministry but we all have a calling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if it's feeling overwhelming to a mom or feeling like, mm-hmm. oh, am I like, am I too late? Did I miss this? Or mm-hmm. if it just feels scary for someone mm-hmm. who's not a public speaker, someone who's not into politics and policies, the idea of jumping into this arena and being actively involved, what word of hope would you encourage her with? Just trust in the Lord. Because when I first stepped into this and, and, um, I remember thinking, okay, I have this position. I have this position because I'm worried about what I see happening, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what to do next. And trusting the Lord, he has brought me step by step to this place where in 2019, I did over 40 public speaking engagements about comprehensive sex education. Of course, 2020, nothing because Mm -hmm. of COVID. But, um, you know, who am I? Who am I? I'm just a mom that the Lord has called. And I know that because I took those steps, I was willing mm-hmm. and he brought me and gave me everything that I needed to get this far. But I would say that moms need to start talking to their friends. That's the mm-hmm. place. Get together, pray. Hey, I've learned about this thing. Let's pray about they it. They could share a podcast. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> See, and I mean, just getting together with mm-hmm. friends and talking about it is probably a good mm-hmm. way to start. 
And I do actually think that's a nice thing about these being recorded is if I sat down and I was at a talk that you gave, I would leave it and think, I need to tell my friends about this. They need to know. But with it being recorded, you really can go to the little three dots up next to the podcast Mm -hmm. and push the share button and share it as a text. Send it to your friends so that this conversation can be open up and this can be a new open conversation because it is real and it's in the lives of all of our children. And it's something that we need to be able to encourage each other in and walk this path together as moms. Absolutely. I just, um, I've made wonderful friends through all these years, uh, moms who just like me are concerned and, and it's been, it's been remarkable Mm -hmm. because I really feel the Lord has called all of us and not all moms are leaders or organizing churches or different things, right? Right? But we still all contribute. Mm -hmm. We're we're still all sharing the same biblical worldview. We still love our families. Mm -hmm. We still love our God. And we just want to be a light in this world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Gina, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Okay. Thank you. Wow, that was so much today, so much to take in and so much important information that I believe God can use to direct your home and to lead you as he has entrusted you to lead your children. What a beautiful and high calling God has put on your lives to trust you to be the mom of the dear children he has placed in your home. And I want to pray over you as we finish today. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have that you have given us our children on loan to us from you because you trust us and because we can trust you, that we can lean into that when there are things that seem too big or too hard or overwhelming, that we can put our children back in your hands as their creator and that we can trust you to lead us to guide them to you. I think of your word, Lord, where it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God, we trust you that you are true to your word. You are a God who stands strong to what you have said. And as you wrote in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Lord, we do trust you and we will continue walking in you and trusting, Lord, that even when it seems too hard, that you will give us the wisdom every word of every conversation we have with those dear children you've placed in our homes. Thank you, Lord, for these moms. I pray that you bring to their mind friends that they can have these conversations with. Even if it's someone they're not close with, Lord, prompt their heart. May your Holy Spirit just stir in them a person that they can reach out to to have a conversation about this that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Please use us for your glory, Lord. Thank you for the way that you continue to work through moms to change the world for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about gentle learning with young children.